0: Cameron, Chad, I got a, I got a question for you. Do you have okay. any opinions on Substack as a like platform for things? I think it's good, right? I don't know. I, I've I've heard people talk about it largely in the guise of like, hey, come follow me and my political opinions on on Substack. And the answer is fuck no, never. Um, I am curious though uh, as a writing platform for fiction. I've heard some people maybe trying to move stuff over there, so I made one today and um. i'm maybe regretting how my my first last name as the url wasn't taken i was like oh i guess i should just grab that right if it's going to be like an author thing but i'm like oh but now i'm like now my name's on there what what if it wasn't but then my name is on my amazon page sometimes i think i should have used a, a a pen name
1: yeah i um i mean i don't have a book but i do have a pen name and I'm holding onto that, like, really tight so that I can, like, you know, as soon as I want to do a book, I have this pen name ready. Yeah. That's, like, removed from everything else. And I I like it a lot. But um, I- I'm, I'm looking
0: a- at it. I got my first post up, <clears throat> which is basically, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to post fiction here once in a while. It'll be free if you want to follow me. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm not treating this exa- all that seriously at the moment. I got to figure out how to like make the colors look better and maybe add a banner or some shitting
1: thing. But but uh, yeah, Substack is good.
0: I, I hope this works. I, I don't know because uh, the WordPress is kind of a I don't want to call it a dying platform, but I don't know if it's getting like a lot of fresh blood every year. Right? Like it's fun and easy to use, but I'm always happy if a story gets like more than 12 views, and I know half of those are going to be my writers group.
1: Yeah, this is um, this is a much more forward-thinking platform. Yeah, if you're, and so if you're serious about getting readers,
0: I don't know what I'm trying to do anymore. Like, I, ultimately, a lot of the fiction I write is like vanity projects for me because if I don't do something, I will go crazy. But it would be nice if people read things. I like that, but then it's like, hey, if you really want to pay me, just go on Amazon and buy a book. I don't. I don't it'll, it'll all all the good stuff will show up on Amazon, like hyper edited and that's where the best stuff is uh wordpress is like early drafts and and experiments and then i figure this will be like more polished stuff but i I don't know yet it's i mean for all i know in like four posts i'll just delete the stupid things i won't like it but i'm trying something new
1: here what do you think of my pen name is that is that actually it yeah i really like that actually Well that's just your opinion, and this is opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad.
0: Yeah, it's us. The two of us. You and I.
1: You having a good day?
0: So far so good. It's eleven thirty in the morning, so I haven't like amounted to a whole lot. I've read some comic books. I've I've drinking a couple cups of coffee. Uh chased the cat around
1: the house a little bit. It's it's fun, like we're recording a different time of day, so it's like the the routine's different. Instead of cracking a beer, it's like, oh I'm gonna have some nice uh, apple cider and listen to the rain falling outside my window. Just a lovely morning.
0: Holy shit, you're getting rain in California?
1: Yeah, it's um there's a word for it that's like a atmospheric river. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> there's some weird buzzword going around about this abnormal atmospheric river <clears throat> and it's hitting California again. And like on the news there's this graphic that implies there's, like, a body of water in the sky that's, like, ramming over the the whole state or something. And it's, like, what the hell are you talking about? It's just rain. Like, I don't... I, everything has to be, like, a buzzword and, and, like, new discoveries and shit. And they just, like, rename stuff we already had.
0: I will say, atmospheric river is a cool set of words. Like, I would I would title that a short story or, like, a poem that... People be like, "Oh, that's neat. It's very kind of imaginative and evocative. Um, also, like atmospheric ghosts. At, you, you take the word atmospheric and you put like any other noun in uh, in front of it, and you know what? You you got you got something there. You you could you got a bunch of different songs. Atmospheric glasses. Atmospheric Godzilla. Well,
1: yeah, this is know. so stupid. So it go is to very Google. <laughs> go to Google and type in atmospheric river." and it's like there's all these diagrams and like this like all these write-ups about it and it's just like they're basically just describing, you know, how weather patterns work. Like I don't know what makes this unique. Is this why we've been getting hit with all kinds of fucked up snow or is this just for California? Well, right now they're talking about it hitting California. Oh. Um now I I found a list of synonyms here. Uh, one of them is a Tropical Plume or a Tropical Connection. I've heard those before. So I don't yeah. know if Atmospheric River is just like some sort of new age. Like, Well, technically, it's not always from the tropics, so I'm going to change the name now. Maybe? Tropical Plume, sort of, <laughs> I like that. I've heard that. That's also very kind of a... It's
0: got a neat kind of color to it as a, as a word phrase. I, I like that one.
1: They, they also have Cloud Band... And water vapor surge. And it's like, I'm opening my window and I look outside and it's like, oh, it looks like rain today. Not a water vapor surge. I'm going to put this cough drop in my mouth.
0: You've had a really bad cough for a while now. You like allergic Um, to something? Is it me? Am I the problem?
1: No, I I got COVID.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. No, we we talked about that like when I had oh. covid.
0: Oh yeah. <clears throat> Cameron, I usually
1: drink when we do this show. <laughs> well, no, what I, what I mean is um I had covid and so there's been a lingering cough. Uh this last week uh with, with everyone everyone I know just had got this cold. And it's like the worst cold ever. Um my mom it turned into pneumonia.
0: It's oh, like, damn.
1: Yeah, it's like, so I've been fighting this cold for about, like, eight days now. And I I got antibiotics. I'm over it. But the my, my COVID cough kind of came back, which is very annoying because I do this podcast. And I, I started, like, a workout podcast right when I got COVID. And it's like, this is really neat, that the way I keep coughing in the mics and get to keep editing in my coughs out. Mm. Um. um. We had like a couple like half topics that we thought would be fun today. What What was yeah. the one you mentioned this morning?
0: So the one I mentioned this morning is like <clears throat> when you approach a piece of media, doesn't really matter what it is. And you think it's one thing, but it's not like it's sold to you incorrectly. And my example is a book because I've been reading a lot lately. Uh, my neighbor's like, hey, you should read this book. It's called The Great Santini It's written in the 70s, takes place in the 60s. Um military family the the main father figure is a is a fighter pilot he's very uh big and bombastic and i i was kind of sold like hey this is a really funny entertaining book about like a military family you really love it, it it's really uh charming it's got all these good qualities right and i start reading it and i'm like this is not a comedy book this is a very kind of dark drama because the father is really abusive the mother is kind of abusive and these kids have to put up with these like really shitty parents as they get trucked around the United States because every year, every two years, you know, he gets, uh, told to go to a different military base and they have to pick up and go. And so I was expecting like a totally fucking different book than what, what I picked up. And I almost put it down after the first 30 pages. Cause I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, this is not what I wanted at all. But then I decided to stick with it and it, it gets a lot better once it finds its footing. But it just kind of made me think of, like, the the weird misses in advertisement, right? Um, in this case, I think people who read this book, the the things they remember are the few scenes that are funny. And then kind of how over the top this main character is. But it's like, yeah, but he's over the top in a lot of really negative ways. So the the things you're choosing to remember are kind of weird. But it definitely it really clouded my judgment of the first, like, 50 pages of this book. And in a bad way, because it was not sold to me as is what it is. And I'm wondering if you have any, like, examples off the top of your head of that happening. Because I have a couple more, but
1: I'll save so, those. So, this didn't happen to me. Um, but recently, I uh, I was talking to my mom about movies, and I recommended Creep. Um, are you familiar with Creep?
0: Um, it sounds, sounds you you like an old 80s it. horror movie, but it's probably not.
1: No, this is from just uh, maybe five years ago.
0: Okay, I don't think I've seen this then. I don't know if I know anything about this.
1: It's like a found footage thing. Um, oh, okay. In fact, I, like, let me send you the trailer. But like, it, you can just kind of leave it on in mute, and you'll kind of get the vibe. But the the trailer, like, I'm I'm talking to my mom about it, right? Um, I I I say, hey, well, why don't you just look up the trailer? Uh, you know, and judge if you want to see it based on that. And the trailer that she watched it was strange because it showed how creepy and, and spooky and suspenseful the horror movie is. But halfway through it started showing like the moments of levity and it started putting like quotes from critics saying like the, the you know, this is one of the, the scariest and funniest movies of the year. And I didn't expect to laugh this much. Sure. And it was like, it was almost billing it. Like it, it, it I think they wanted to lull you into a state where you're not sure what you're getting, but I felt like it was selling it like a comedy. Yeah. And it's a, I, I want to, I would label it as a horror movie, not a comedy. It, it, now, good horror can have comedy in it, but it's horror. Yeah. You know? like we talked about that with, um,
0: in the mouth of madness, right? Where like, there's some yeah, really we did. weird, wacky moments. There's definitely like a right and wrong way to make that balance, though, right? And I like with the the Great Santini, I I thought a lot of that was kind of the wrong way because these these comedy sketches or the funny bits are written like you're really supposed to like the main character. He's very funny, but it's like no, he's not. He like beats the shit out of his kids. Like he's a not a good person. He's he's really racist. He's all the bad things because he's you know military man from the '60s. Um. And so, you know, there's like a right and wrong way to do this. I like that there's some comedy in it. I think it needs that to offset a lot of the darker drama aspects to it. You know, you need that kind of salty and sweet. But the, the, the way you combine these things, like, I don't know what the proper way to do it is, only that this book does not always do it the proper way.
1: And I think that the presentation is the trick there. For sure. Um, but I'm thinking about Creep and it's one of these movies where I almost feel like the less you know going in the better because that makes the suspense more suspenseful. Sure. And I, I think <clears throat> if you go in expecting just a straight up horror movie, you might get bored by it. And if you expect a comedy, you're going to spend a lot of time feeling uncomfortable and wondering, like, is it going to get funny? And so billing it as a horror comedy almost like it, it 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 sets an expectation that's incorrect in both directions. Sure, because it's just a very tonal suspense movie, and it's brilliant. It's so well done. It's such a good movie. So it's a shame to think about anyone like watching it wrong.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I feel like I had that um with the Green Room. I I I know like that was billed to me as like a really brutal horror movie, and it is, but it's also more of to me almost more of a thriller or a, a you know really suspenseful movie like it, it's not really scary per se there's no like monsters like the the bad guys are nazis and eventually a, a bunch of them get killed you know so you got some catharsis at the end but it is a really like heart racing movie and you're like well heart racing you know how do you how do you genre define that because a lot of different movies can be heart racing like a good action movie can get your heart going right because you're like exhilarated or a good uh Maybe a good romance if you're really wrapped up into the romance, and uh, these movies that don't quite fit nicely in boxes. It it is like how do you fucking advertise those? It is really difficult.
1: I'm I'm certain that there was other things, that, and they're just not coming to mind. I'm I'm trying to remember what it was though. It was uh. I feel like I saw a movie recently where the advertising was just completely not at all uh correct.
0: Well, we could we could take a break from movies for a sec. I know music kind of has this problem a lot or not a lot, but mm. sometimes where you'll hear a song on the radio and be like, "Oh, that song is great. I want to check out the album and the band." And then that the one radio song will be like not indicative at all to the rest of the music. Um I know there's like an Asking Alexandria album that came out a handful of years ago had a really great kind of like grungy rock song that got a lot of radio plays very soulful and about you know touring and, and maybe the band breaking up cannot remember what it was called but then the rest of the album is like a really like heavy metalcore album and you're like where the where the fuck did this come from i imagine people bought this album because they like the song and then we're like hit with a wall of screaming and just like not prepared for that
1: yeah you know what i'm thinking of was actually uh it hasn't come out yet but there's a game coming out to Xbox soon. I think it's called Redfall, and it's like a it's a Left for Dead game but with vampires. Oh, that sounds fun. And it, but it also has like millennials, and that's the pitch, pretty much.
0: Oh, so like all the characters are like our age group.
1: It well, they're <clears throat> excuse me. It's not it's not the age group. It's the they have thick glasses and they talk about like boy, th- this apocalypse sure is bad, but at least I don't have student loans.
0: I, I don't imagine applause. people in our age group wrote that dialogue,
1: right? Yeah, it's it's that shit, where it's like, this isn't great, <laughs> you know? Um, but I feel like this trailer came out three years ago, and it's just like, okay, Redfall, they announced Redfall, it's gonna be great, Redfall's coming, Redfall, everybody, re- get ready for Redfall every three, little more Redfall, look at this year, Look at this new class, Redfall, coming soon, and so it's going to come out this year finally. And the devs are talking about like, "What do you mean Left for Dead?" No, it's more like Far Cry. It's a it's what? an open world game, and everybody's like, <clears throat> "It's like record scratch, turn your head slowly." Like everyone's like, "What the?" F- every preview you've shown, it looks like Left for Dead. Is like, no, those are just like the action things. If you like alert a horde or something, but like it, it's about like exploring the city. The, what? Like, like, you've spent how long promoting this game, and no one knows what to expect now.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. Because honestly,
1: what, what they're talking about now sounds more appealing than a Left for Dead clone. But I mean, kinda. I've, I've only seen Left for Dead clone gameplay. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like the idea of Left for Dead but vampires sounds kind of cool. Assuming it's a multiplayer game, right? Like that is the whole point yeah. of Left for Dead. Uh, if this is a single player Far Cry game, well. With vampires. No, it it's is, like, is multiplayer.
1: That's also cool. Oh, it is. Um, and and honestly, like this might be up your alley. I don't know. Uh, the the different characters are like classes, and so there's like a vampire hunter specialist, but there's also like a psychic specialist, and then there's like a paranormal investigator specialist. So you get diff- you get different like environmental clues. And you use your powers in different ways. And it's like, you know, this actually sounds like they're putting a lot of thought into presenting a new sort of thing. I would highlight the new stuff instead of making it look like a clone of some other game.
0: You know, the other funny thing about that stuff, too, is like there's a full marketing department that puts this shit together, right? Yeah. And that means like someone is bad at their job or like really missed the mark on something.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Go, going back to zombie games, do you remember Dead Island?
0: Vaguely, God, that was a while ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but there was that announcement trailer where it was like the single best piece of cinema that anyone's ever seen.
0: Was yeah, like the, I remember the that. dead little
1: girl, and it like plays backwards, and then it yeah. cuts to, and it's like the the way that the two stories like meet up at the middle there, and it's like tragic. And then the actual game came out, and it's like. There's like topless zombies, and you're just sort of like cutting through as many as you can, and there's no story.
0: I I will it's say, like, what, the what person that put that trailer together, good job. That was a legitimately good trailer, uh, in a vacuum, right? Uh, as far as selling a product, not a representation of the product. <laughs> um, when you went to film I,
1: school and are stuck making video game trailers. Well, you know it's funny too because there's a there, there's a little bit behind the scenes here. Um, There's a period where E3 trailers were so important that it was a separate budget, and it was not even handled by the game studio or anyone working on the game.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right. I remember people talking about that a long time yeah. ago.
1: Um, famously Anthem, there was a big E3 trailer where it was finally the gameplay reveal. And the gameplay reveal had like the characters flying around this big jungle environment, and it had those like fake players where it's like, like, hey, Alex just got on. Let's go do the trials of Inzerath. Yeah, whoa, I just got the flame rail gun. Whoa, cool, big upgrade, like that kind of stuff. And it, it would it showed like the the gameplay loop of here's some enemies and go shoot them. Blah, blah blah. Um, all that footage was not gameplay. It was all handled by an animation studio who was told, hey, here's some designs. We want you guys to make it look like a video game and make it look like gameplay. And, and like, here's the script. And so then the game devs at E3 are watching this. And they're like, oh, we're going to have to put loot in the game now. ha ha ha. And, oh, I guess they want us to put Flying Black back in the game, even though they told us to take Flying out because it wasn't working. Okay. And then at the end, it says Anthem. And they go, oh, I guess the game's called Anthem now. And, like, that's how far removed the devs were from the marketing team. That's such a strange problem. And when you're working with something with this big of a budget, you think that's how you want to handle it? Like, of course it failed. Like, what the fuck?
0: Like, I guess in, in, in more my industry, like, the marketing team and the production team, they need to know what's going on pretty well because you have to sell what you can produce. It's the sales guys that fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. But that's normal because, you know, life. <coughs> I think um, another example yeah. of, <laughs> of uh, you know, being sold something that wasn't, the the movie The Last Duel, the Ridley Scott movie. I didn't really know anything about that one going in, but I was like, oh, well, it's Ridley Scott. It's called The Last Duel. There's like guys with swords on the cover. Like it looks like it's going to be kind of a a medieval fighting movie, kind of like Gladiator. And then there's really not a lot of fighting. It's mostly a movie about like toxic masculinity, greed and sexual assault. And it's just like really heavy, dark drama that's like two and a half hours long. It's a really good movie, but I was not prepared when I got you know like 20 minutes in I'm just like holy shit where where are my gladiator fun sword fights with big music uh it's like oh that's not that's not what this movie is about
1: and I think there's two different kinds too there's like there's the bait and switch like there was that one Will Smith movie where you think it's a Will Smith movie but really it's like he's barely in it and it was like his son was the star
0: Oh yeah, that was a Shyamalan movie, wasn't it? Um, like After Earth or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. But then there's other ones where it's just like, wait, now I'm confused. It, where it's not a bait and switch. It's more like, wait, why did you promote it as this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was um that one Godzilla movie, right, where Brian Cranston was in every trailer, but then he's yeah. only in the movie for like ten minutes.
1: Yes. And people were like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting." They're doing a different. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh, I well. That movie was bad. Oh, you think so? I didn't really like it. No, I it, so I liked it, but I remembered having a, a conversation with a friend at the time because we were both really excited about it, and we we're both like big Godzilla fans. And so then it came out, and the the weekend after, I'm like, "Oh, dude, did you see Godzilla?" And he's like, "Yeah, but it was so boring. Like it was just a bunch of guys talking, and you barely see the uh, Godzilla until like the end, and then he just sort of like stands there." And I'm like, well, yeah, isn't that like every Godzilla movie? And he, he stopped and he stared off into space for like seven straight minutes. <laughs> and he was like, actually, yeah, you're right.
0: I didn't mind. The, the ending of that movie is really good. I, I kind of like that they try to treat it like a horror movie where you don't see Godzilla a whole lot. It's just that that movie needed to be 20 minutes shorter. It was really long. Yeah. And a lot of the family drama stuff I don't think worked that well. And it wasn't that It compelling. wasn't perfect.
1: Um, so, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, like, if they had cut it a little leaner, I think I probably would have thought it was a really good Godzilla movie. It's just it it, it felt really kind of boring at parts. Uh, and then I it think was the better second than the one, one that came out after.
1: I like the second one a lot more.
0: Oh, I thought that movie was fucking dog shit.
1: And then I <clears throat> I really did not like uh, Godzilla vs. Kong.
0: Oh, really? See, that was one that people... I heard a lot of good things about that one too. I heard a lot of good things about all these Godzilla movies and have so far been disappointed. So I did not see Godzilla versus Kong.
1: My problem was, okay. So with the second one, um, I feel like they had more monster time. The story was a little more like silly and stupid with like a MacGuffin, but in the same way that those old Godzilla movies were. And I, I dude on the big screen, I think I've talked about this on the show before. But there was, like, there was something magical about watching uh, Mothra uh, be born. Playing that shitty old theme that, like, the little uh, fairy twins would sing in the Black and White movie. Oh, sure. And it's, like, but it has that, but with this, like, giant orchestra thing. And the speakers are, like, you know, you can, like, feel the music. as, As this, like, gigantic majestic beast is unfurling her wings. And it was, like, this is, like. As a Godzilla fan, this is everything I ever wanted out of a movie. Like, this, just this feeling. It's not even like the cinema itself. It's just like I'm, I'm both old and young as I watch this. And it was just this moment of Zen that I very much hold on to. And then in Godzilla versus Kong, they have like hovercrafts and they go to the planet core. And again, this is like cheesy, shitty old sci-fi stuff, but it just felt very removed from where they were going. Sure. And it's just the whole the whole series of this reboot thing, everything has been a very like narrow edge of like, can we walk this line? And I, I feel like there's fans of each that say, oh, this was wrong or that was wrong. And we're not all on the same page because it's very difficult to execute this right.
0: I also wonder, too, like, what do fans want from Godzilla? Because, like, I remember (coughs) the old black and white movies. I enjoyed those as a kid, but I also haven't seen any of them since I was a kid, like six to eight years old. So when I approached the uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, I wasn't I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I got. And I think part of the problem with my how I viewed that movie and I was like, I hate this movie, but it was really just like a high budget cartoon with bad acting.
1: Oh man, Rodan was so cool that, too. Huh? Rodan was so cool, they they did him well.
0: The monsters were all really cool, like the design work was great. Uh, I, I, I Admittedly, I haven't seen this movie in so long, I don't really remember what I don't like about it, other than I watched it and I finished it, and I was like, well that movie sucked. Uh, and then that that's all that's left, is, is that opinion of it, which is pretty cheap. Because that's this show.
1: I don't think it's invalid. Um... I think there's something about it where, again, what do people want? And I, I remember a lot of people saying, I don't want the U.S. to make Godzilla movies at all. I only want Japanese directors to do it. And I think there's something to that where you can try to emulate something or you can make it authentic. Yeah. And sometimes you just want an authentic experience. But then we get Shin Godzilla, and I feel like Shin Godzilla was really removed and it was pretty much just uh, it, it, it's a it's a anime director trying live action, but he's directing it like it's an anime. And if you really like anime, then you probably like that movie a lot. See, but I as a movie, movie guy, great. yeah. But as a movie guy, I'm kind of like, I I get what they're doing, and they're having fun with it. But it's not striking me as like good cinema. That makes sense. I
0: I I, I think um, I get that
1: you know what I still have to see though is uh, Shin Ultraman. Do you like Ultraman? I'm not really familiar with Ultraman. Do you like Kamen Rider? Because they're doing Shin Common too. I'm not definitely not familiar with that one. This this whole like cinematic Shinverse is like the best thing ever. <laughs> I, I know I'm like complaining about Godzilla, but it's like have fun with it. This is great. Um I I love so Shin Ultraman. Man, they're trying to do the same thing where it's like it's very modern. It's a little more realistic. But at the same time, it just looks like a guy in a suit. And he fights like a giant CGI monster. And so they use the CGI to the benefit where it's like, hey, these are effects we couldn't do, you know, uh, olden times. But this is Ultraman. So even though it's a CGI monster, it looks like a guy in a suit. Like it's goofy looking and it's like i don't know how they managed it but they like merge these two concepts just right that i think makes everyone happy and i it's art it's beautiful I, I don't know
0: i feel like i maybe saw a bit of ultraman a long time ago is there like a scene in that movie uh, one of the older movies where like some kind of monster swallows him or whatever and he like breaks out of the monster later on
1: uh probably
0: cuz i i remember like something similar to that happening in a movie and it freaking me out like crazy um and then like never being able to figure out what that movie was again because I'm pretty sure it was like really shitty puppetry and like you know bad effects that 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 went into those shots but I was like four (laughs) and didn't know any better
1: here I want to send you this clip here I got this uh time stamped do 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 this is from episode 11, The Rascal from Outer Space.
0: Loading, loading, loading. Hey, come on, you. Why is everything going so slow this morning? There we go. I love uh, the flying shot. They just like played it twice. Yeah. Oh okay, wait, I don't think it was Ultraman because this this uh, if it was, it was definitely like a higher budget thing because it definitely wasn't this. I dig it he's supposed to just be like a toddler.
1: The the I, alien. I don't know. I think he's just like a dumb alien. I don't know.
0: I like his ears are spinning around. He looks very silly.
1: Yeah, he's very silly. It's just a dumb little kid's show, you know. And so just seeing like a modern uh 2022 budget for an Ultraman movie, it's like this is next level bizarre.
0: He just like karate chops him on the head and is like, Did I win the fight? <laughs> oh no, now the wrestling.
1: Yeah, this is silly.
0: I I can see so if you're you, the right
1: right age group for this is
0: probably pretty awesome.
1: So you got to you got to watch this movie. The trailer. Okay. Yeah, Shin Ultraman. Apparently it was in theaters in October. Oh. And it's like this would have been a fun big screen movie. I I don't think any of my theaters around here had it cuz I was checking for listings.
0: <clears throat> I will say these kind of like really cartoon um, Fights and monsters done with like a high budget Is really really fun I feel like you have to be Like there is a, a, a needle to thread to make this work Right? Yeah Because either it's going to be really stupid Or really hype And uh, to me like Shin Godzilla hit that Really really well I thought that movie was awesome This looks a little dumber
1: Yeah this is a little dumber But like they make the monster look like Its limbs are made out of rubber and I just, you know, and there he flies, and it's just like him in a static pose flying. It's yeah. like, yeah, don't mess with it.
0: Yeah, this looks fun. I, I like the monster shots. I, I don't actually like Ultraman's design that much. It's
1: kind of boring. You're not wrong. <clears throat> I was never, like, big on Ultraman before but it's kind of like he-man where i'm like retroactively appreciating what it was and in a lot of ways this is just japanese he-man yeah it's like what if a man saved the day and also you can buy the toy end of thought
0: it's kind of fun like the being able to appreciate where something has starts right and you're like yeah does it does it hold up maybe not always but you can tell that it was really Fresh and exciting and forward-thinking for its time.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, um... sorry, my phone is ringing. There. Um, okay. Did you have any other examples of uh, like being maybe like misled in marketing?
0: Yeah. What the hell? Um, I feel like. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. I I I, I spitballed this one this morning. And other than uh yeah so uh...
1: <clears throat> I, I got one more. Okay. Uh the the new um the the new PlayStation VR headset came out. Oh, okay. And the the hardware, I'm assuming you haven't like followed up on this at all. All you no, really my need to know, has... the hardware is very very good. Like it's a very very good headset. It, it has all kinds of neat tech and stuff. Like it it has eye tracking but what they do is they use your eye tracking to figure out where you're looking on the screen and then just render things better where you're looking at. Okay. So it's like, it, it kind of saves processing power by like only applying the ray tracing where you're going to notice it like that kind of a thing. Sure. It's, it's, it's very advanced and clever and yada, yada, yada. So, um, it comes out, and I was curious. So I'm like, well, what are people saying about it? And it seemed like every other game had a really shitty, like, dishonest trailer. Because there'd be, like, Gran Turismo. And it's like, here, Gran Turismo VR mode. It's a free update. Just put on your helmet. You can drive your car. And it's like you're really in a car. And it's the most beautiful driving experience you'll ever have. And all the comments are, I can't believe how this is so amazing. I got my wheel. I got my pedals. It's like I, I, I'll never need another video game again. And then there's, like, No Man's Sky. And it's, like, VR update, uh, you put the helmet on, and it's, like, you're really in a spaceship. And all the comments are, w- like, what the fuck happened here? Like, what what am I looking at? Why is it three frames a second in VR mode? What, oh, my God. And it's, like, everyone's complaining that the trailer implied that you could play the game. But that's not the case. <laughs>
0: well, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, and it's just very interesting because like VR is hard to do, and it's like I think, I th- I think you want to be extra honest with your VR games so that people don't get disappointed, because it's very easy to fall in love with a gimmick. So if you can sell, if you can undersell them, and just get them to be curious enough to try it, people will tend to go like, "Wow, the VR is really cool," but when you tell them that like it's gonna elevate their consciousness and then it doesn't,
0: yeah. I think that evolved game might be an interesting example where like oh it was sold as something fun and then it wasn't
1: Well yeah, but that's just cuz it was shitty.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just be a mean now. Um <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, you know what's confusing me? Going back to like not understanding the marketing. Uh I don't know what Diablo 4 is.
0: I guess I don't either. Uh, not that I pay as much attention, right, to,
1: to Blizzard. Um, it's, um, they, they, they put out this, like, story trailer where there's, like, cutscenes, And I was looking at the character creator. You can get, like, really detailed on your character's face. And I can't remember a single face in Diablo 3.
0: I don't think you ever get the camera close enough to see anybody's face other than, like, three times in that whole game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And so I just wonder I mean I'm I'm pretty sure the gameplay is going to be a lot closer to Diablo 3 but the way that they're presenting stuff it's almost like I I think I think they want people to compare it to like a God of War cinematic experience that, that they're not going to get
0: I mean if the writing quality is the same they sure as fuck aren't going to get that Yeah so I really Diablo don't III's know narrative was awful
1: uh, I, I don't know it, it, it also I mean if you want to nitpick blizzard more um, people are still confused about overwatch yeah.
0: I, I, I know I, I kind of one... get that too I haven't played overwatch in so long but every time I see something from it I guess I don't there was the game we played that we kind of enjoyed even though we bitched about it a lot and I feel like the game it is now is different but maybe it isn't I don't know
1: I know people, there's like a podcast to listen to, that both the hosts still believe that Overwatch 2 is like a separate game and it will have a story mode. And I I don't know where they got that idea, and I don't know, like if I worked at Blizzard and I was in charge of marketing, and like if I, I got hired today and it's like, hey, can you fix Overwatch? I would just tell them no. Like, I, I can't fix your marketing, you fucked this up so bad. Damn, you—it's like they have to—they have to come out and say, "Hey, look, guys, we've basically been lying to you for the last three years." Let me let me like course correct this. It's like you—you you know, like when you you remember uh, someone calls you the wrong name once in passing and you don't correct them, and then it's been like how many years, and it's like it's really hard to explain. No, I'm not Todd.
0: Oh, I had a guy work that. He thought my name was Josh
1: <laughs> for like a year. Yeah. And it's like, do you want that awkward conversation of what Overwatch 2 is? Because they have to have that awkward conversation with everybody and just have egg on their face. Sure. It, um, I think that if they come out and say, hey, look, we, we got our six-month chip from Breast Milk Synonymous. We're six months sober. We have not molested our women. So mm-hmm. we, we hope... That this counts as good faith, as we explain to you, that we just want you to pay for more loot boxes. That's all this was ever about. I'm
0: trying to think of in like my professional setting, if if uh, this has also happened, where you're trying to like you're looking for equipment and it's sold to you as a, a specific thing, but then it's not that. And the only thing I can think of is the lasers we have, which were sold as functional, but they're garbage. And, uh, that's kind of different quality versus function.
1: (laughs) Oh, you know, and this might be tangential, but have you ever like gone to Amazon and you buy something and it shows up and it's like, you know, it's a completely different size than what the picture looked like.
0: Um, can you repeat that? I was not paying attention.
1: You ever go to Amazon and buy something? or really anywhere, and it's just like, it's a completely different size, or it's like, you know, they they implied that you could uh, drape this over a chair, and it would look like a nice blanket, and then it shows up, and it's like a washcloth.
0: Oh, I have not had that problem. I tend to, I don't trust Amazon much anymore as a store, Uh, just because so much of of, uh, the retail ship of that now is like, people buying wholesale things from China, like big crates of it, and just creating their own store. So if I'm going on Amazon, like I'm really stringent about like it has to have a four star review or more like I'm going to filter by that. And, and so I don't get I thankfully don't get a hold of that as much uh, anymore. I don't do a lot of online shopping,
1: though. I think we live in an age where I hope that people use tools on the Internet to research things ahead of time. But at the same time, I I wish that with media you could just go in blind and enjoy something.
0: Yeah, I I, I feel like there's enough like bad actors where you almost have to research everything. Um, yeah, you buy like you especially something like like clothing. If you get like advertisements for clothing on your on your social media or whatever, and it's a site you've never heard of, but you're like, oh, those are neat pants. I'll go look at those. But because they don't have that brand recognition, you're just like, yeah, but are these, like, really crappy quality? And the answer is almost always fucking yes. And you you just have to be, like, really careful about almost fucking everything you buy these days. It's really frustrating. On the reverse, I don't know. I, typically, when it comes to, like, spoilers for media, like, plot is the least important thing in, in, in anything. Like, we've talked about this before, but, like, character growth... uh emotion theme metaphor all that stuff i i like more than plot but i still get frustrated if uh you know something is spoiled for me that i'm like really looking forward to because i want to go in blind i want to just enjoy all of it without having to think about how is it going to end up at the the final destination if i know what that is
1: i don't remember i wish i remember who shared the story but it was um it, shoot who was it I don't know if I want to share the story without giving him credit. So I shouldn't. Um, But it's like he went to the movie theater and it's like, oh, I want to see everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Everyone says it's great. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to go in. And then like he hands him the ticket and the guy taking the ticket goes like, oh yeah, this movie is really good. Um, uh, You know, I guess they're just really making a lot of multiverse movies. And he didn't know that's what the movie was about, and so he was mad at the ticket taker for spoiling that. But part of me is like, isn't that this? That's the pitch for the movie, though. Like that's what, that's the trailer. Like I, I understand the fun of like being told this is good. You should go see it. But like, he didn't even watch the trailer.
0: Yeah, that's pretty surface level as far as uh, spoilers go. Like, oh, it's vaguely about this. It's you know that is. The least important part of that movie, even though it is like the total cornerstone of which everything about in that movie is based upon. But if you're mad about it. It's that- also
1: like introduced very quickly. It's not like a twist at the end or something. It's like this this is, you know <laughs> heads up. Like I, I wanna like I wanna see the guy who goes into Lord of the Rings and sits down and it opens with like you know, in the early days of man Sauron led his orc army and then he goes, Oh, there's orcs in this. This is a fantasy film. Yeah. I'm so glad no one's told me it was a fantasy film, like and spoiled it for me. I think as the outrage towards spoilers, you know, continues to grow,
0: that that is the more more and more the reaction, right? I mean, I'm I'm happy I'm not plugged into this discourse cuz whenever I see little bits of it and people are like, "Oh, someone spoiled this. They told me the movie
1: was about this." And it's like, "Yeah, but that's
0: you know, pretty fine. That's what the movie is about." Know. And I'm
1: I'm kind of just like a douchebag anyways. So I don't what, what was um I can't remember which movie this was, but there was like a there's a, a an ending to it where Um, By the ending, a thing happened. And it was kind of, to me, it was like that's the natural conclusion of the story. Like there's an arc, and I can tell where it's going to land. Because that's what an arc is. Yeah. And I remember people referring to it as a twist ending. Or like they didn't see that coming. Or, you know, someone would bring up the endings. Oh, spoilers, you don't want someone to know what's going to happen. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like who... If, if someone couldn't figure out what the ending would be and it's this simple, I don't think they're gonna have the like the brain power to remember this spoiler by the time they watch the movie. Like how much are we gonna baby everything?
0: I think that's an interesting the my interesting takeaway from that is like we we watch more and more movies, right? We watch more and more TV shows. There's a very big industry that makes a lot of money every year. Media literacy hasn't seemed to get, have gotten better. But even no. just like the the tools of the trade, right? Like basic tropes, basic story structure, where people get mad about spoilers to something that is telegraphed or like you said would be the logical conclusion and they don't see it coming. It's like how many people are watching movies and then not paying attention at all.
1: Oh, you know what one? Okay, this this is a, a more of a gray area. And I ask you about this one. Uh, for the, the World of Warcraft expansion, Battle for Azeroth, the they when they announced it, they played this trailer. And that was a trailer where it was like a war. Like, there was like, there's like a Horde archers and there's a whole army of Alliance at the gates. And they like, had an actual war scene where Alliance and Horde were fighting. Right? Okay. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, this is a really cool trailer. Like, it's actually you know, like the Warcraft part you know, we haven't seen this in a while. It's always like a, a giant, you know, end boss or something. So this is cool. And then it, it climaxes and the logo shows up. It says World of Warcraft, Battle for Azeroth. And at that point I rolled my eyes because it's like, oh great. They're going to like, you know, they're they're fighting quote unquote over the world. But some bigger threat's going to show up, and it's probably just going to be an old god. And then they're going to have to team up to battle for the planet, like, on behalf of the planet. And that makes it a clever title. I'm already sick of it. And that was, that was my reaction to the announcement trailer. Um, by the time patch 8.3 came out, and the old gods arose, and we had to team up to save the planet... Um, people were going like, well, this is just sort of out of left field. I thought we were going to have a war. And I was like, what the, it's the title of the expansion. And I would get in arguments with people because like, I was already so bored of this concept by the time that it was like shocking them with how revelatory it was where I'm like months over it. <laughs> sure, And it's like, I know I'm just being a prick at that point, but I was like genuinely confused. Like how, how dense are you? that you thought the Horde or the Alliance were going to take over the world. Like, what? What?
0: I mean, it is like, from a trajectory standpoint, does seem like a pretty logical midpoint climax, right? Where, like, hey, the new threat shows up. The main Which is threat also, is never that's the theme one of every single Act expansion.
1: <laughs> you know? I don't know.
0: Sometimes that stuff is fun, though. I mean, like, w- with Aliens vs. Predator... Oh, the predators and the humans are fighting. The aliens take over. Now they got to team up to kill the aliens because the aliens are the bigger threat. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. Like that's a a well structured, you know, it's a it's it's a well walked structure, but it's a fun walk. Like I, depending on how it's used and where it's used, I like it. I like it a lot. I think it'd be great. If you're sick of it already, obviously, you know, my my attachment to World of Warcraft is different, so that wouldn't have bothered me as much as other people. But I haven't played. X amount of expansions where it's probably been done over and over again.
1: Well, I mean, th- to be fair, there were other problems with that expansion that I think I was getting tired of. Sure, um, but <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, I think th- there's a th- there's a trick to to presenting things correctly. And what's that saying? You only get one first impression, and then after that, you're fucked. Is that the saying?
0: Um, I don't know if that's the exact verbiage, but that's definitely, like, the gist of it. I remember that showing up with, like, indie games, you know, do you, uh, do you launch in early access or do you wait until it's done because you only get the one first impression? But depending on the medium, that's kind of not true. Like, the relaunch after early access can sometimes still be really um beneficial and get more eyes and it's better because you've polished it and then people are excited again and I don't know it kind of it really depends on what you're doing
1: yeah there's factors and you just you have to weigh those factors and i think you know when when you see something where like there's a crappy horror movie and it's just sold by the goofy looking poster that might work for them and that doesn't work with everything sure and it's just uh you gotta know your audience you gotta know you know what was really cute one of my favorite posters um they don't do good poster art anymore uh, posters have become less relevant in modern age. And so they just don't invest in them like they used to. So whenever I see a clever poster, I always get really excited about it. And one of the best ones was Ant-Man. Do you remember the poster for that?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, let me go find that. Is that the one where you're, it's like all white?
1: Yeah, it's it's basically all white. And then there's just like a literal ant scale man.
0: Yeah, that that, that is a good poster.
1: And what what's great is seeing people like at the mall walk by, and there's something striking about like why is that one all white? But the, it's not empty. There's a like, logo, and seeing like people like, get close and like lean in and try to see like what am I looking at? And already you know, hey, they got you. You're you're sucked into the movie there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, we were talking about like colorblindness the other day, um, me and my brother, and I was like, imagine being blue-orange colorblind, which I don't think is a thing, but I'd be like, you wouldn't be able to see any movie posters, because there was a bit there <laughs> in like, the 2010s where every movie poster is fucking blue and orange.
1: <laughs> I love that. <coughs> oh my gosh, that's... Yeah, So some of those trends get really dull.
0: We're at 50 Yeah, I think minutes. that's
1: that's fun. How about um how about a glad space? Are you, you glad about anything in particulars?
0: Yeah, um my my hookup at work that supplies me with the bourbon samples, uh let me let me have another one. Uh this was Eagle Rare, which is a uh Buffalo Trace uh product. Really hard to find. Uh it retail's supposed to retail for like 30 bucks but it's one of those things that like it exploded so much that if you find it you're probably going to have to pay like 40 for it but the really good bourbon i really really enjoyed it it's uh it's less sweet than some of the other ones that i like uh not not as much on the caramel flavor more on the um kind of like darker oaky or fruit nut stuff a little bit of vanilla in there it has a really long burn uh you you take a sip you put it down and it just like lingers in the back of your throat for like 40 seconds it's really pleasant so i i really enjoyed eagle rare bourbon uh if anybody who likes liquor if you can get a hold of that i would definitely recommend buying a bottle it's a it's a fun drink i had like a shot and a half of it and i got pretty buzzed off it so it's uh it's it's fairly potent which is also fun so uh yeah
1: liquor I don't remember my glad space. What was it? Oh, I remember. You saw my uh, I got these little Star Wars minis, right? Yeah. So I got um they're, they're they're 3D prints, but they're sculpts of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker from that original like Ralph McQuarrie concept art. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I tried to paint them to look like that. And I just, I'm very happy with the end result. I'm normally not this like taken with my own work, but it's like this is so it came out exactly how I wanted it to. I just couldn't be happier with it. So that's my glad space. It's nice, Peyton that's Star fun. Wars. How dare you be happy about Star Wars? You can't be a real Star Wars fan. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Maybe it was Rixie. We we're we we're talking about Star Wars, and I was like, I was I was bringing up things I like, and. At some point, it was like, every time I say something I like about it, I I would catch myself listing the 80 things I know that are wrong about it. Because I have to justify why I like the one thing. And it's like, it's okay to just like it. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to, like, like, he knows what Star Wars is. I don't have to contextualize um, my, you know, my literacy and prove that I'm allowed to like Jar Jar because I acknowledge the following shortcomings first. Like, it's just... I can, I can make my one point and move on. But that is part of it.
0: <clears throat> I know Uh, maybe next week, because I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, the new season, and came away with I, like, oh, that was fun. It's an adventure story. This is, you know, episodic adventure story. Like, it, it doesn't need to be anything more than that as long as it's like, hits a certain bar of quality. Like, I'm going to be happy with it.
1: But what did he do?
0: Um... He walked around and established uh, a couple of plots. He didn't really start any plots, but he, like, established a couple. He's got to go. He's got to go to Mandalore and bathe in some water so he can be in with his cult.
1: But he did that already. No, he didn't. Yeah, there was, like, two episodes of the Boba Fett thing where all they're doing was establishing. Oh. Well,
0: they established different
1: stuff in this one, though. I, I don't know. I was bored out of my mind the whole time. I don't remember what they established in the Boba Fett thing at all. I I well well my, I think you were making a point that we'll talk about this more next time.
0: We could do that. I don't I don't know. I, I'll I, I just might not have a lot to say.
1: I I want to watch the next episode cuz I was told it was better. Okay. Um we'll have a fun Star Wars chat. That's ah, what we'll f- do.
0: And then um I do want to say at some point in the future I am putting a black metal playlist together so we can do another like music thing like that where i walk you through a genre we, we we sample some different things um i'll maybe talk about that more when i'm closer to we're closer to doing the show i'm hoping that'll be fun i had a lot of fun making it yesterday or, or starting it and talking to all my the people in my one discord that fucking love black metal and if they had their way this would be a three-hour playlist <laughs> i'm not gonna do that to you <laughs>
1: I think our music talks are always fun, so I am looking forward to it. But I think... But I think uh, that's all. F- yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's all.
1: This was a good chat. Um, as always, thanks for making time, Chad.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting to do this, like, hyped up on coffee instead of <laughs> liquor.
1: Yeah, we'll correct that for Mandalorian, because I, I am going to have to uh, <laughs> get slushed to get through more of these.
0: <laughs>
1: I think by the time...
0: We do that. Um, episode three will have been out because those are releasing on Wednesday. That's right. right. So maybe we'll yes. maybe we'll be caught up uh, to that, and we can talk about the first three episodes of The Mandalorian. We might have to record a yeah. little late on Wednesday just so I have time to watch it. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I like that. I'm excited for that. <laughs> that'll be a good time.
1: I'll see you guys then. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody.